So, yeah, no, not the Three Stooges, but um, I was going to, yeah, that would make Kevin curly. Um, <laughs> but I was going to say we have three generations here, sort of. Yeah, I think we do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and they've got a microphone there. So, um, you all know these guys, right? Phil Eakes, Kevin Brummett, Sam Manning. Uh, Phil and Kevin are both uh, elders, long-serving elders here at ALC, um, as am I. Uh, Sam Manning is our new um, youth minister and uh, has, has grown up uh, in this church. And uh, so I thought it would be good for us to think about, because this is the week of Thanksgiving. This is a time where families get together where we have some family traditions, family meals, a festival, um, a celebration, and a, a call, really, to give thanks. And so that's sort of what we want to do this morning is talk about what is this season of Thanksgiving, what does this festival of Thanksgiving mean. And so I've asked each of them to sort of think about um, their own memories of Thanksgiving, a Thanksgiving tradition that means something to them. And then especially uh, what they are most thankful for this year. So, Sam, you want to pass the microphone down? We'll let uh, Phil go first. I try to think of uh, the Thanksgiving that meant the most to me. And uh, you know what? They're all so great, aren't they? I mean, how do you pick? Uh, but I think this year will be special because, once again, we have another little grandson in the making. And uh, I look forward to hearing the pitter-patter of those feet next year. And it's, you know, when you get our age, not many are my age, but if you get our age, you start thinking about those things. And who's going to carry on for you and what's going to happen and... Uh, greatest blessing is our kids and our grandkids and for some of us our greatest grandkids so every thanksgiving for me there's one little one that i remember many years ago my dad had passed away and clancy's mom had passed away and we always had a little toast uh towards the end of the day and we have a picture of my mom who was uh in a wheelchair and my father-in-law and they were both well up in their 80s, both fighting dementia, various stages, and they got that little toast, and they're toasting each other, sitting in that picture, and we have it at, at home, at our home, and I remember that fondly, and always will. Okay, Thanksgiving memories. <clears throat> A lot of things kind of run through. One, I had an aunt who would bring the most interesting foods or prepare the most interesting foods for Thanksgiving. Um, she brought, and I understand that this is traditional up in the Northeast, but it wasn't, it wasn't down here where I grew up. I grew up right, right here in Mount Juliet. Uh, she would make oyster dressing. Mm. Yeah. And that was, I, I loved it. You know, that's the only time that I ever got it was uh, Thanksgiving there. Uh, also, one year she made a hickory nut pie. 
Oh my goodness. Mm. Apparently, I mean, I, I don't know if you've ever tried to break open and pick out the nuts of a hickory nut. It's, it's a hard job. And so they had a hickory tree, and she went out and gathered the nuts and cracked them and tediously picked out the meat of all those nuts to make a couple of hickory nut pies so everybody could have a piece. Best pie I think maybe I've ever eaten. It was delicious. Maybe it was because I knew how much trouble, you know, she went to to, to make it. Um, I remember the when we were in college, Karen and I, we were a young married couple. We would come home for the Thanksgiving holidays, and we would hit like four Thanksgiving meals in a day. It, not good for your health, but it was good. It was good to get you know together with all those different sides of the family and stuff like that. It, that was really hectic, and you know it was always going to grandparents or on Karen's side of the family, her mother and her mother's brother, kind of, and 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 his wife. They alternated back and forth, with, you know, hosting Thanksgiving, and so that was always good. And one of the, one of my one of my most memorable Thanksgivings was my kids were already in high school. We moved. Some of you guys may remember this when we moved to Horn Springs. Uh, those of you who've been around a while, we finally had a house big enough to actually host the family, and uh, we got to have her her family over. Uh, she had lost, Karen's dad had passed away. Karen's aunt, who used to host the other Thanksgiving, had passed away. Uh, but we got to host all of them together, uh, along with their, Karen's cousins and their kids, and it was, it was all in, in my house, in our house. And uh, <coughs> being able to open it up and, and, and be the host, and Karen and Katie and Christian and myself, at the end of the meal, we <laughs> we stood up and probably very badly, but we sang uh, "Let All Things Now Living," you know, uh, a song of Thanksgiving together for the family, and uh, and we had one of one of her cousins came afterwards after we had that meal. They all played football in the yard and the leaves and all that kind of stuff. Just your traditional fam uh, Thanksgiving, family Thanksgiving stuff. He came to me and said, "Man, that's." That's what it's about, you know, having family together, and that was that was that was great. One last thing, well, nah. Karen Karen's got it on her phone, but I don't remember if it was last Thanksgiving or maybe two Thanksgivings ago. Chris, Christian called, and all he did was left her the voicemail, and he just sang that song. For my thanksgivings for as long as i remember um for my entire family we all have a home base kind of that we go to for thanksgiving that's my grandparents john and sandy's house and um every time anybody goes there i mean of course family but any any time a friend goes there you can just tell that they after they leave there they just they notice and appreciate and just have comfort in the hospitality and peace of my grandmother's home. And it's, it's such a beautiful thing that she's cultivated there. And it's such a blessing for me and everybody that goes there and our family to, to meet there at that, that kind of, you know, central location here in Tennessee. And um, we all 
before we eat, we all join hands and in a big a big circle that goes around the kitchen island and around the dining room and around the living room and you know outside the house and down the drive all all the way around and um, and we all all say a prayer and just whoever whoever wants to say a prayer will and usually by the end everybody gets gets their fair share and says something that they you know that's on their heart and something even they're thankful for um, and I've noticed throughout the years that um, everybody's you know been pitching in and um, has something that they want to say and thank the Lord for um, from youngest to shortest to tallest and oldest and um, and that's that really blesses me to see that from from somebody that you may not even expect in your family to to say it sometimes um, say say some pretty wonderful things and um, as far as food goes, I think one of the most interesting and memorable uh, dishes that we have is Aunt Mary's Jello salad, which is <laughs> fruit in a in a Jello with uh, whipped cream and uh, cheddar cheese on top. And <laughs> it sounds it sounds silly, but um, I was opposed to it at first, but now it's my I can't get enough of it. I cannot get enough of that. And um, I'm thankful for that, that too. And um, yeah, I think the thing that stands out to me the most is is the place that we meet and the home that my grandparents have made, um, and that they they just give to the Lord and they want to to um, to bring whether it's family, it's always family that's welcome in, but. Even people on the outside, their hospitality is just, um, just ideal. It's just the staple to me, and I'm very thankful for that and for every Thanksgiving. I'm, I'm very excited for more. <laughs> I know everybody wants to say they're grateful to God for all that he has blessed us with, um, I was just reflecting on this over the last couple of days. By the way, we're, we're doing this because um, Pastor Larry Granger um, could not be with us today unexpectedly. He had planned a message for today and was expecting to give it and um, had a, a death in the family, uh, a cousin whom he's been very close to and whose um, health has been failing for a while. So he's actually gone. I believe he is going to be officiating at the uh, memorial service um, this afternoon. He will be back, um, and he will have a message for us next Sunday. But so we started thinking about this a couple days ago. I am truly thankful that God reached down, touched me, and altered the course of my life when I was 15, and definitely running in the wrong direction. Um, and it's been the great adventure of my life uh, to walk with him, to um, explore what it means to follow Jesus, to study what is taught in the scriptures, and to contemplate how God spreads his kingdom and how he calls each of us to play a part in that. And I'm very, very thankful. I'm thankful for all of you. Um, This has been our church home now um, for, let's see here, 26 years we've been coming here. And um, it has been just a marvelous 
refreshing, encouraging, um, loving community to be a part of. Our kids grew up here. Um, we actually drove here from the airport with one of our daughters, having just arrived back from um, South China. And we got got in the car and stopped for breakfast and then came straight here to church because we happened to be back in Middle Tennessee on a Sunday morning. And we thought, well, as good a time as any to uh, introduce her. That would be Sarah, who's the uh, the last of our children still living at home with us. So I'm grateful for, for all of our children um, as well. I'm grateful for my wife. Twelve. Twelve children, 16 grandchildren so far. Um, and we get to have Thanksgiving dinner with, let's see here, four, five, six, seven of them. On, we're going to have Thanksgiving dinner on Friday because all of my married kids have other Thanksgiving dinners, so they're going to do two in a row, and we'll settle for one. Uh, on Friday. So now it's the time for you guys to participate. You can either ask a question and see if you can stump the panel, <laughs> or if you've got something you want to share, something you are thankful for, some Thanksgiving memory that is especially meaningful for you, um, that is evidence of how God has been at work in your life. Um, he does work through family and festivals and celebrations. They are in the calendar for a purpose. One of the, Some of the prayers in the liturgy of Passover actually begin with offering God a thanksgiving for seasons and festivals and times of celebration. Um, the Old Testament pattern was that you had things that you celebrated. It's important. These are not human inventions. They were given to us by God. So who'd like to... Grab the mic for a second, share something about what you're thankful for, how God has touched you on a Thanksgiving at some point in your life. Well, I just want to say that I'm extremely thankful for my family. I, I, I'm very blessed with my family, and I'm very blessed to be here. I love this church family, too. It's been wonderful. It's been 10 years almost now, and... I really have been blessed. I was led here, and that's all I want to say, but I do have a question. I have worked for all, for anybody that can answer this. I've worked in two different places since I've lived here, in Gallatin and now in um, Hermitage. And when it comes around Thanksgiving, everybody's talking about egg and gravy, a boiled egg and gravy. It's a tradition, a southern tradition. What's the meaning of that? meaning of that is that's good stuff <laughs> you need to try it not a lot of egg just a little bit you'll cut it in half though don't it put and then put the gravy over the top of it and you eat it with your dressing yeah oh, absolutely cornbread dressing <laughs> you're still learning by the way can i share my favorite food at thanksgiving my brother's world-famous sweet potato casserole with a pint of Jack Daniels in it. And I thought we were fancy just putting mushrooms on, or not mushrooms, marshmallows. Marshmallows on top of sweet potato souffle. Yeah. Hadn't thought about Jack Daniels. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Who else? I'll bring the microphone to you. You don't have to walk all the way down here. 
so much to be thankful for um, this year um, and in past Thanksgivings. But I feel like maybe somebody needs to hear this. I lost my sister this year. It was very, very, very difficult. And I was so privileged to be with her the last six days of her life. And But the grace of God. This Thanksgiving will be hard, be hard in one sense because I'm missing her. We always had a thing every November 1st, she would start decorating for Christmas. And I'm always like, it's not till after Thanksgiving. And we would go back and forth. And she would also, Mariah Carey was her favorite, that Christmas album. And I can't stand Mariah Carey. And it was, all, so we would go back and forth with this all the time. And I've, I've missed that this year. And so there's been a lot of things. And I, you know, so what I'm going to say, don't misunderstand me. I miss her terribly. And there is a sadness inside but I'm so thankful for Jesus because he takes, he carried our griefs and our sorrows. And if this holiday season you're missing somebody at your table or in your family, I know what that feels like. I mean, I've lost both parents, grandparents, uncles, lots of lots of loved ones, two sisters, two brothers. But Jesus took that deep pain away. That peace that passes all understanding. People look and, you know, when I start to feel that coming on me, it's like something just puts a block on it and it won't let me go down. So this Thanksgiving in particular, I am so thankful for that peace of God. And if you are find yourself in that place, of grief. All I did was say, remind myself, Jesus, you carried my griefs. You took it. And the one thing that he brought out to me that helped me really let it go was that, you know, we all know that he wept at Lazarus' death. We, you know, but always in the back of your mind, you're thinking, well, he knew he was going to raise him from the dead. So how sad could that really be? But think about it. We know that Joseph his earthly daddy was gone before he ever started his ministry and probably had been gone for a while. Jesus probably didn't see that coming. He lost the only man on this earth that was representation of his true father in heaven. He must have felt great sadness and depth of grief at that. And even if he had known, he knew he wasn't going to raise him up. And under, when he brought that to my mind, when I was crying out to God to take this deep pain away, I, he brought that to my mind, and I thought, you really did know that grief. You really did. It wasn't just something you knew was going to go away. You really knew. I said, okay, Lord, I know you know. So here, take this from me. I'm surrendering it to you. And he did. So... Don't let yourself, don't let the enemy steal a thankful heart from you. It's okay to grieve. It's okay to miss him. But Jesus' peace is greater than any grief or sadness. Amen. I'm, it is not an accident at all that one of the metaphors Jesus uses for the kingdom of heaven is it's like a banquet or a feast. I would say it's like a Thanksgiving dinner. 
it's like a reunion and a reminiscing and a, a seeing friends and family. That's what the kingdom of heaven is. Um, Jesus says it's a wedding feast, which is also a fabulous time of celebration. But we don't do wedding feasts now the way they did in the first century. I think the closest thing we've got to a first century wedding feast would be a big Thanksgiving meal. Did you want to? Are you leaning forward because you want the microphone? All right. Thank you. I'm particularly thankful for my wife of 58 years. I'm thankful she uh, has had patience to stick with me that long. We have four children, 11 grandchildren, and we have two great-grandchildren on the way. Uh, So I won't get into the details of that. I did want to make one thing clear that Sam mentioned Aunt Mary's Jello salad. That's been a part of our Thanksgiving for all these many years. And uh, Aunt Mary passed away a few years ago, and we went up to Indiana to attend her funeral. And while we're in the visitation part of the of the service, we mentioned that we always have Aunt Mary's Jello salad. And her her children and grandchildren said, "What's that?" And we said, "It's it's it's a green Jello." with pineapple and stuff and oranges in it. And like Sam said, it has, this gel is made with, with, by the, made with 7-Up instead of water. And then they put this, this, this cream on top of it and sprinkle it with, with uh, cheese. And the kids always turn their nose up at it. So years ago, Sandy used to be able to make a small Aunt Mary's Jello salad. Now she makes two big ones. Because all the kids have kind of taken a liking to it. But um, we have so much to be thankful for. Of our four children, all of them, you know, are are grown up and busy and, and, and they have a work ethic. And our, our youngest, a daughter, is a physical therapist over in East Tennessee. And um, they've all done so well. And they've done a good job of raising their kids. Sam, here's an example of that. And we're so proud of that. And we're so thankful for that. And so at, at Thanksgiving, this coming Thursday, as, she, uh, as Sam said, we will circle the kitchen and dining room, however much space it takes. I think right now we have 17 or 18 expected this Thursday. And we do what we call, you know, sentence prayers, circle prayers. And one of the greatest things is seeing these little bitty grandchildren pray to God and thank him for what they're thankful for. And that always just just thrills my heart to hear these various prayers of different members of the family. It's, it's wonderful. I hope that you all have something similar going on at your home. I would also want to tell you this, that I grew up in a family of 13 kids. I'm one of 13. So I think we were poor. We just didn't know it. And uh, we had some nice Thanksgivings at our house, uh, although... You know, they weren't elaborate because my dad was a carpenter and did the best he could do. When I became a teenager, I got involved in what they call garage band, which became a fairly big deal in Indiana. That's how I met my wife. Her her sister was a was dating a drummer that was in my group. And she said, you need to meet my sister. I said, well, make it happen. <laughs> and, and so we've... Uh, 
for 60 years now we've known each other, but 58 of them we've been married. And uh, I'm thankful for the family. I'm thankful for her. Um, There's just so much to be thankful for. Um, I could tell you so much more, but I don't want to bore you. I appreciate you all, and I wish you all the very best Thanksgiving that that God can can produce for you. And uh, we, we, we've... Um, We'll be praying in the name of Jesus. This uh, this is a year that really, really needs our prayer. Things have gone south in so many ways. We've got to we've got to lift our country, our world in prayer, and keep it high in prayer. Because uh, and I always, I I really believe with all my heart that God's fixing to do something. Uh, Bill Gates wrote a song back years ago said. I feel like something good's about to happen. Well, that's me. I feel like something good is fixing to happen. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thank you. Who else? Who else would like to share what they are thankful for or stump the panel? Stumping the panel might be difficult, but uh, we'll see what we can do. Um, I'm thankful for many things. Uh, One of the things that popped into my head uh, this morning, two things. One, that we have a state that stands with Israel. And, and Rob, I'm so grateful that you've been praying about that and God put that on your heart. And I hope as many of you can come to the on the Sunday the 3rd that night to gather and pray for Israel and to hear updates. And um, So that's important. Thank you. Um, my family has, uh, is, an, is an amazing uh, family. We've had Thanksgivings for years, you know, with mom and dad and um, my four sisters, and we always, though, kind of like the Mannings, um, much like the Podies, uh, the Phillips, um, and many others in this church have invited people from the outside to be a part. You know, the holidays are hard for some people. It's not all happy for everybody because not everyone has a place to go. And so my parents always made a spot. There was an extra spot at the table you know, um, for, for homeless people, actually, or for somebody that just didn't have anywhere to, they didn't have a family in town. And so that was really memorable to me. That made a big impression. And so growing up, you know, uh, hospitality is a big part of ministry. If you can get them in your home, I, Debbie Phillips said this one time. She said, you know, people don't want to be a part of your organization. They don't want to be part of your club. They want to be a part of your family. And that goes a long way when you have someone in your home and you're feeding them. And uh, a lot lot can happen over breaking of bread, right? And and if you can get the Palestinians and the Israelis sitting down at a table eating, that's a win. Eating together is huge. You know, Jesus ate with Judas. Who are you eating with? Who's at your table this year? So I was just encouraged to to uh, be thankful for that. And the last thing that I'm thankful for is this band. I've been coming here for 25 years. I've heard great music my whole life. It's never been bad. Except that one time, Don. Man, I'm just kidding. Uh, I forgive you. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, it's just amazing. But I, I just got to thinking my, my friends in Africa and different places in the world that I've been, they don't have a band like this on Sundays. 
And you get so used to it, you know, great music, and you just and but today I was so thankful that we that we have what we have. It's tremendous blessing that a lot of the world doesn't have. So those are the things I'm thankful for today. And of course, for my Savior Jesus, especially. And my favorite thing at Thanksgiving to make, besides ginger snaps, are is um, um, sweet potato casserole. And maybe I'll have to try the one with the Jack Daniels. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to close this out here. I've got a couple. Oh, we got one? We got one? Ah, there we go. Okay. I took my watch off. <laughs> Means nothing. <laughs> so uh, back in 1996... I came and I sat in that back row there, and um, and I'm still sitting there, no, in the Queen Anne. But um, I remember sitting back there, and as a musician, I was like kind of being judgmental. You know, I saw Don up there and Claire and all the rest of the worship team, and I was like, ah, here we go, Lord, please help me through this service. <laughs> Put my head down, and they started to play. And it was amazing. And um, and so after the service, Don came back and we sat there and he took, we went out to Cracker Barrel the next day. And we sat in the Cracker Barrel for about two or three hours and we discussed worship and the things that we had in common. And uh, Don has become my best friend and uh, throughout the years. And who would have thought, you know, this place is so, there's a comfort. When I walk through the door, it's comfort. And why is that? Because the richness of my friendships that are here. Dave Mansfield, how long have I known you? Phil. And I mean, just think about it. So I'm really grateful. I'm really thankful um, that I can walk in here and some of my best friends in the world are sitting in this place. Embrace those friendships and be thankful for them. And uh, so that's what I'm thankful for. Thanks for even week. If you're under 35 years of age, stand up. Come on. <laughs> and the liars can too. Everybody take a good look. This is our future. But they don't need to make the same mistakes we did. Get to know them. Nourish them. They're wonderful people. So thank you for being who you are. And we're we're honored to have you and thankful you're here. Thank you. Amen. All right. You know, I want to close with a story, right? Of course I do. Um, the original Thanksgiving celebration, the one revived by President Lincoln, um, but the original one is, of course, the Pilgrim story. And we all think we know the Pilgrim story. Um, I want to give you maybe two things that you might not know about the original Thanksgiving. They did not have a lot of things to give thanks for. They had arrived late in the fall the previous year. It was not their first November in New England. They had arrived later than they had planned, and the first winter was horrible. During the first winter, 50 of the 101 passengers died. Um, half the colony succumbed to illness. 
those that survived were able to plant and harvest, and it was the 2nd November that they held a Thanksgiving festival, to which they invited their neighbors, um, the, the, the local Indian tribe, because um, two of the Indians had come and lived with them and taught them how to farm. Um, not just Squanto, but also Samoset. And here's the first sort of incredible providential story that they had to give thanks for. And their governor wrote this account up. They met two Indians um, as they were coming out of that first horrible winter who spoke English. It was absolutely astonishing. They had an Indian walk out of the tree line and say, Hello, English. And the reason he spoke English, here's God's providence. He and Squanto had been kidnapped by some of the um, English fishermen who had been coming to those shores for many years. And some of the less savory were little more than pirates. And they not only caught fish, they caught people and took them back to Europe and sold them as slaves. And so these two Indians, Samoset and Squanto, had been caught, kidnapped by slavers. They were taken to Spain and sold in the slave market. They were bought by a group of Jesuits, Catholic monks, who, who took it on as their mission to buy people out of slavery. And they learned enough. The uh, Samoset and Squanto actually not only spoke English, they spoke Spanish. They learned enough to be able to communicate and tell what had happened to them and what they wanted. And so the Jesuits arranged for them to go back to England and to be um, given passage on a more savory, trustworthy captain's ship and returned to New England. And it had been several years when they finally got home again. When they got home, they discovered that their entire tribe had been wiped out by an outbreak, probably of smallpox. So Samoset and Squanto were the last survivors of their tribe, and the land where their tribe had lived was empty, vacant. None of the other Indian tribes wanted to move in and settle there because of the, the bad experience. Those, those, the people who had lived there had all died. The experience of those two Indians was God's providence and provision for the pilgrims. Squanto came to live with the pilgrims. Squanto was adopted by the pilgrims as a member of their tribe, and he adopted them as his tribe. Now, the funny part of the story is, I didn't tell you everything Samoset said when he came out of the tree line. This is not in the um, grammar school history textbooks that you have read, but it's a true story. Radford records it, Governor Bradford of the pilgrims. Samoset came out of the tree line and said, hello, English. And, of course, he's speaking English, and they're all astonished. And he goes, do you have any beer? Because <laughs> he had learned some things about English culture during his time in England. And, of course, the pilgrims did have beer because they were not Baptists. <laughs> they had beer because beer was safe, water would kill you. So you drank beer because it was safe to drink beer. Anyway, so there's a little Thanksgiving story that doesn't make the elementary school textbooks. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I pray a blessing for all of you. I'll, I'll say a benediction over us here. Thank you. 
Thank you for your um, honoring of each other, for your gathering together on the Lord's Day to give him praise, to fellowship with each other. Thank you for following the Lord Jesus. Let me pray for us. Father, we do give you thanks, especially at this season, for the many rich blessings that you have showered upon us. We give you thanks for our salvation, for our being adopted into your tribe, your family, for our being given entrance into your presence because Jesus has clothed us with his righteousness and allowed us to enter into your presence. I pray for all of those here as a part of this family and those who are listening and watching that you would give us a glorious season of celebration and refreshment and restoration and fellowship and thanksgiving for all the many, many blessings that you have given us. Go in peace this week. Look for who you can serve and what God is calling you to, how he wants you to help to proclaim the good news of the gospel of his son and to spread his kingdom. I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You are dismissed.